Sometimes getting our thoughts under control can be difficult. Sometimes we have intrusive thoughts. Sometimes we have wandering thoughts, not to mention just trying to control the things that we're thinking about. Today, seven things the Bible says about controlling our thoughts. Hi, this is Robert Furrow and welcome to Hot Topics. If you're new here, consider liking, subscribing, sharing, and ringing the bell. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. The Bible gives us the benefits of controlling our thought life. In Psalms 1, it tells us that the blessed man or the happy man is one who meditates on the word of God. And the Hebrew word for meditate there is to think deeply on. And when we meditate on God's word, it says we'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. We'll bring forth fruits in our season. Whatever we do will prosper and our leaves will not wither. It is definitely something we as Christians want to do. Get control of our minds. Number one, controlling our thoughts gives us peace. Listen to what it says in Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. What a promise that he's going to keep us in perfect peace when our minds are stayed on him. We should make an effort to think about God, who he is, the greatness of God, the promises that he's given us that we might have peace from God. Number two, the Bible tells us that spiritual warfare is in the mind. And so in order for us to do it effectively, we have to take our thoughts captive. When Satan attacked Eve, he attacked her by doubting what God had said and then changing God's word. And if you look at it closely, Eve cooperated with him by changing God's word as well and then finally fell into sin. When Jesus was tempted, it's great to compare and contrast those two different events. Jesus went to the word of God every time and was able to be victorious. That's the key for us, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now listen to what it says about this in 2 Corinthians 10, 5. This is the passage that tells us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God. And then it says this, casting down arguments, and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. When we know God's word, when we turn to God's word in areas that we're tempted in, we're taking thoughts captive and we're bringing down every argument. We're using the shield of faith to put out the fiery darts of the enemy. The third thing the Bible tells us to do with our thoughts is to set our thoughts on the things above. That is, we can get caught up in the minutia of this world. It's like the weeds and the rocks that get in the way of what we're thinking. We worry too much and we just don't trust God. So listen to what Colossians 3 says. It's verses 1 and 2. If then you were raised in Christ, seek the things which are above where Christ is seating at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above and not on the things of the earth. You've heard people say, they're so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. I don't know that that's a reality, maybe. But one thing I do know, you can be so earthly minded that you are no heavenly good. The fourth thing the Bible tells us is that our thinking can change our behavior. And this is really important for us to understand. We think about something before we do it. And the kind of things we think about and we deliberately set our minds upon 
causes us to end up doing the things that we're thinking of. Listen to Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. Now, that's pretty strong. As a man is thinking in his heart, so he is. It's not just what you're doing, but it's actually the person that you become by taking control of your thoughts. The fifth thing the Bible tells us about controlling our thoughts is that it can determine whether or not we're going to be successful or fail. Having thoughts that are good, set on pure things and honorable things and noble things and things that are above can help us to be victorious in our lives in the things we're struggling with. God says in Hosea 4, 6a, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Just because we don't know what the Bible says, because we aren't able to apply those things, there can be destruction that follows. Of course, he's talking about Israel in Hosea, but this is true for us as Christians as well. The sixth thing the Bible tells us about controlling our thoughts, I absolutely love. One of the things that I tell people when they're struggling with temptation is that the Bible says, if we walk by the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Therefore, walk in the Spirit. The next question I get from them is, how can I do that? How do I walk in the Spirit? Well, this passage helps us to understand that. Listen to what it says in Romans 8, 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. One of the things that we can do to make sure we're walking in the Spirit is put our mind on the things of the Spirit, and it's going to affect what we do. And behavioral issues are hard to change. But when you get serious about it, put your mind on the Spirit and be diligent about walking by the Spirit, you can overcome anything that you are tempted by. The seventh thing the Bible tells us about our thoughts is that it gives us eight things that we are supposed to think about. Listen to what it says in Philippians 4, 8 and 9. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. We have the belt of truth in the armor. God's word is truth, Jesus said. Whatever things are noble. When someone does something that's noble, there's sacrifice involved. They sacrifice for the life of someone else or they sacrifice something for someone else. That's a noble thing to do. Jesus did the most noble thing that could ever be done by dying on the cross. And we are to think about those things that are noble and it will help us to be noble, to make sacrifices for the people around us. Whatever things are just, that is that we're treating people right. We think about the right thing to do. When we are not just with people around us, then it affects us. God is just, and we want to treat people properly. In fact, the Bible tells us the mercy that we receive is the mercy that we give, and the way we're going to be judged is by how we judge other people. So God wants us to put our minds on things that are just and to be just in our actions. He says, whatever things that are pure. In the Old Testament, there's a lot of interesting laws about not mixing things. Like, I am breaking the law right now, the Old Testament law, by having a jacket on that is made of different kinds of materials. You could only have one kind of material in whatever you were wearing, in a piece of clothing, and you weren't to mix them. The reason is he was giving them a picture of purity. If it's all cotton or if it's all linen, you were to wear all of that. That's purity. God is saying to us, 
I want you to be separate. I don't want you to mix with the world. I want you to be pure. Set our minds on the things of God and be separate from the wickedness of this world. And we will see a lot of things done effectively. He goes on to say, whatever things are lovely. And I don't know that I have to explain that too much. We know the difference between things that are lovely and things that are disturbing. It said, whatever things are of a good report. We like to hear and maybe even think about things that are a bad report, something that someone's done that's wrong. But God wants us to put our mind on good reports, the good things that people have done. And then he says, if there is any virtue, we know what virtues are and we know what vices are. And to think about the virtues rather than to think about the vices is such a good thing. Finally, it says, and whatever things are praiseworthy, think on these things. You know, praise springs from the heart of man. When something good happens to us, we like to tell people about it. And if it was really good, we say it with a lot of enthusiasm. Since I've been thinking about this, having conversations with people, I've heard people praise their golf game. I've heard people praise jackets that they buy. I've heard people praise someone that they're dating. If we have something that we really like, we give it praise. And God is awesome, totally awesome. God is gracious, more gracious than any man. God is good. And when we realize that, praise will flow from our hearts. No wonder the psalmist often say, praise God for he is good. Give him praises for all that he does. May we think about these things. May we get our minds under control because what we think about is what we do. And we can change our behaviors by, first of all, getting our mind under control. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.